Okay. Woo! I really need to clean my wedding band. You a jewelry guy? Do you wear any jewelry at all? I have a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> I've always been an accessory guy. I love I love rings because my hands kind of look like flippers. Like you see, I have this big ugly flipper hand. So I like like a little bling, but I feel like my one year anniversary is coming up and I haven't cleaned this thing yet. So I'm thinking once annually may be a good idea. I used to watch um, Gems TV, Home Shopping Network, like it, when I was in high school even. Like I always used to, when I was a little kid, I'd go through my mom and my grandmother's jewelry. I just love it for some reason. And even in high school, I watched like Home Shopping Network where they were selling like jewelry. I didn't buy much of it. I don't want to say I didn't buy any of it, but I didn't buy much of it. It was like a falling auction. It was like a game. Like you would try to guess how low the price was going to go. Hi. Hi. Hans has joined the broadcast. Yeah, I mean, Price is Right. What? That's, that's what Price is Right was. You're trying to guess the price. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't necessarily like constantly falling. Like what they would do would say, okay, this ring is $10,000. Now oh. it's 9000 Right. Now it's 8500 Wait, it's gone. Yeah. What's it going to be? And it come back, it'd be like $40. So you'd right. be like, oh my God, I got to buy it. It was $10,000. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. That was my favorite thing. Oh my God, so much to talk about. We are trying to be organized here at Jacob V Weekly. We're trying to take copious notes. Um, we are live on YouTube right now, which is a new thing we're trying. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do the show live every time in a way that I want to do it. Things are in the works. We've had literally dozens of uh, responses. I've gotten to uh, the last couple episodes, which is kind of just like a double launch, really. It was like an intro episode that we were just experimenting with and then a full episode. But uh, attitudes have been really great. Feedback's been really great. Um, my brother had a lot of opinions about what he didn't want us to talk about. So that was great. Um, so I have some notes here. I want to start with uh, Joe. You wanted to talk about the loop trolley. A little background here in St. Louis. We have this really cool hip area, allegedly, called the loop. And historically, there was a trolley, like a cable car. And they've been spending all kinds of money and ruining everyone's lives, putting in another one. And then it was going to go bankrupt because nobody was going. Explain. The loop trolley. Do you like it? Oh, <laughs> it was in, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was kind of spearheaded by a really wealthy part of the you know um, a lot San of the Louis business community. owners yeah. down there, a lot of the property owners. Um, that Joe Edwards fella, Joe Edwards, that, is who's right. like the mascot mastermind of the whole thing, and so forth. Um, no, I've never been on it. It seemed like a cool idea. I don't know if it ever seemed as like as cool of an idea as it looked like a uh, a problem or a complicated. Uh, process because it took a long time i was working down there at the time and so the main drag on delmar and the loop was always under construction and it, it seemed really hazardous for some of the storefronts and stuff down there but i don't know seeing it run was always cool it ran all the way down to bolivar i think or whatever down to the history museum at the north side of forest park so it's only about a mile long i actually didn't realize joe edwards like so Edwards opened Blueberry Hill right. of our music club. Right. You know. He's the guy with the ponytail, yeah. the, was best friends with Chuck Berry or that whatever. Bowling alley and the pageant. Sure. So, Peanut bowl. Yeah. I'm gonna move this. I... So he put I guess he put a lot of money into but it's kind of a joke because there's so much traffic that goes through that area. Yeah. And it's a really I mean it's it's a people need that space. And uh another one of the funny things. Not funny, but it's so people who ride their bikes up and down Delmar, they're they're <clears throat> they're collapsing because of the tracks. Um, their their wheels are getting caught in the oh, tracks. Oh yeah, they're huge tracks, really really disruptive. Can you do me a favor? Can you go over to the color box and creep down the gain on this microphone just a pinch, just that maybe like a nine o'clock. We're live, folks. We are DIY. We are. Um, do it yourself podcast ready that's perfect joe thank you you didn't touch anything no, there's no pre. yeah there is it's the pre preval second red knob next to the master knob just put it down to like nine o'clock good thank you thank you you could return to your post we were in the middle of a conversation but we're doing it live baby making it happen i think that's going to be a lot better i just i sounded uh, my 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 sibilance so um this is hans this is my honey boo boochie here. My kitten is going to be purring right into the microphone. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, loop trolley. 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen because I thought it was going to go bankrupt and they were like, no, it can't because then they were going to have to take all those tracks out because like you said, you can't just leave them there. They're hazardous. They're disruptive. They're kind of, they don't even look like the most modern technology for that. There's no way that that's the best way to do that. I think everything Joe's done up to this point has been, you know, really great for the loop, but it's just so, it's so random and it's been like a 10 year process putting it together and it's just so it's been that long. It's been that long. It's and it's so inefficient too. That's the thing. And it's I don't even I don't know how much it costs to ride, but not enough people were riding it because it's not really a path that you would. It doesn't make sense to use as like public transportation, yeah. like how it was originally. That doesn't make sense. It was a it's a fifty one million dollar project. Listen, I can't hear that. I can't <laughs> hear that right now because that's yeah. so much larger of a number than the kind of money that I worry about every day. That's. I can't think about that. And it's, I need to go ride it if it costs that much. It's funded by federal grants. Oh yeah, and but, tax abatements, uh, straight up cash. But no one ever asked for it. That's what is so. That's funny. the thing. No it's, one ever wanted this. Yeah, thing, and it's, it's a so big old expensive operation making something nobody wants. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so good. So we we're solving that problem. That's out of <laughs> here. Um, Joe, last week when we talked about the debate, we talked about. 400 miles of of trump's border wall that he um was celebrating that they had built apparently which i hadn't heard about up until that point and just for perspective i asked you to compile some things that uh, i may notice that are, are no of or that you could explain to me that are 400 miles from here because i really can't visualize how far that is off the top of my head so 400 miles of wall is equivalent to what do you got we've got <clears throat> the alexander lyle house Mm -hmm. the uh where's that it is let's see <laughs> let's investigate doing it live play. folks We're doing it live i'm sorry no 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 no. i love it are you right. kidding <clears throat> you see, I, I'm, I think you're the only person i've been able to talk to in person all day too for <laughs> real so this is fabulous fill in some time here let me pull up this page great <laughs> great yeah so what was the guy's name alexander what <laughs> Alexander, it's the Alexander Lyle house. And I was hoping actually... I'd get like things I would know already, like um, the Sears Tower or like the Eiffel Tower. I don't really, I have no idea how many 400 is. <laughs> Alexander Lyle? Yeah. And then you've got the uh, the Franz Siegel statue. I don't even know that this one. Is, these are all very random historical historical. So are they, are they far away? Like what states are they in mostly? <laughs> Well, I've, let me let me pull up here. So doing got, it live. So I've got. We're jamming. Alexander Lyle House, coming at you live. Yeah, we've got Lincoln's home. Oh, good. So that's that's a one. That's that's one, one of them. So Lincoln's um Lincoln's home in Illinois. Oh, what is that place called though? That is. It's up Bloomington Normal. Is it Springfield? That is the. Sorry, right here. So Abe Lincoln's house, for example, that's middle Illinois. of Illinois. Springfield is near Springfield. Yeah. Springfield, Illinois. Is that like halfway to Chicago from here? Is that yeah. like most of the way? It's not four hundred miles. That's not even four hundred miles. But that's like that's. 300 least, something that's, yeah that's at least yeah that's at least great two two ninety. okay so I, I yeah i've never been to texas and to see the border but i'm just not i'm just trying to wonder if like 400 miles is something worth celebrating right I well i mean if if four it, i don't believe honestly that 400 miles is all he have he has left there's just no way no no no, not left that he had built that's what i thought was he weird. only built 400 miles he, or he said that we had 400 miles of new wall and i don't know if that's in the past four years i don't know if that was just that week he didn't mention you know what i mean yeah. so that's the thing i have no idea okay so we're gonna have to look deeper into this i didn't know that it was gonna be such a a, a kerfuffle sorry it was like no 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 not you i'm just thinking like um to put that into perspective no so that's what he said last week at the debate was he was just celebrating 400 miles of new wall and i didn't he didn't mention how how recent that piece was or if that's all that we're talking about 400 miles is about five hours of driving it's gonna be it's gonna be probably right around from here to nashville and and that's it's not that far i mean i did that drive you know 
back and forth all the time when I was like 19. So remind me that we'll we'll do those calculations for next week yeah. of um, exactly how much border there is and what percentage maybe that 400 mile chunk would be. Um, I just, one thing I wrote down in my notes that I was still thinking about from last week, that was early on. So that was closer to then. We have had a crazy week of news and events and um, uh, shifts in my own life personally, uh, just in the pace of my everyday. I'm much more physically exhausted now than I was last week, but psychologically I'm much more stimulated. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. How was your first day back at school? So, yeah, so I work in a school and you know, we're back in person uh, in part, you know, during this COVID-19 pandemic. Um and so that's a, a big part of um I think I think about all the time. Of course, is schools and how schools play into that cuz that's my that's my work environment. And um, it's been it's been pleasantly quiet. The kids are really enjoying being back in the building. Really, nothing's been too crazy, but it is uncomfortable in the terms of um, trying to figure out social distancing and, and keeping. You know, we have some rooms that just um, there's a demand to have more kids in there than we're comfortable having. So that's across the board. I think all schools are going to experience that. Um, but moving back to a, a more typical thing is really beneficial for our kids that are opting to come in in person to learn that way because a lot of them really need that. So, um, yeah, it's a strange, a strange time. And I'm just noticing, you know, myself, and I try to think about what other people are stressed out about too because everyone is coming into their conversations in public right now with a higher level of stress than they would normally because things are just weird, right? And... Uh, as it's getting colder, some of the statistics are rising as far as cases, hospitalizations even. Um, deaths are down, I think, still. Um, but uh, overall, you know, there's just a lot of concern there. Um, but in the school culture and everything, we very much, you know, we're about making a safe and stimulating environment for our kids every day and for the kids that we're getting to do that with. It's it's uh, it's really good for them. And for them, we haven't had any incidents. Of, or concerns yeah. yet it's only a couple days in as we're recording this what is the age group um so the campus i'm on is typically uh pre-k through eight but it's um but it's also we're not we don't have all of those kids back in we gave families the option pre-k through fifth as most schools in the st louis city area at least are doing right now and um so and not all of those kids have chosen to come back in person either. Some of them are still doing uh, remote learning from home. Um, Do they have the same teacher? As no, no, that's home? the thing. Is Separate. you know, I'm um, having complicated. Yeah, nobody wants to be the teacher that has virtual kids and in person kids at the same time, <sighs> and we don't want to put that on anybody. Yeah. So, and that's something we talked about in our very first episode. I think yeah. um, was sort of that kind of issue. So as of right now, that's still, um, you know, not the plan. But I'm finding that you know, I've been trying to. Feel part of what we're talking about in this election season. This show is not about the election. This show is not about politics necessarily, but it's something that we've been talking a lot about because it is just a couple weeks away. I've been trying to feel out my friends and family and people I know and figure out exactly what are the things that they're really stressed out about every day. And very little of it is the stuff you hear about, um, for example, in the debate or in you know so much of the the political media coverage and the sort of um, Twitter news cycle like half the news is about Twitter I don't understand what that's about I thought you know I was hoping it was going to die um, that hasn't been the case so you know I know I'm feeling like a lot of consumer panic you know what I mean I've really been thinking um, to like liquidate all of my you know investments or whatever you know and to pay off my debt to live as cheaply as possible just because of the uncertainty of the kind of state of things that we live in it. a lot of people have this concern about their job security or they're still unemployed you know what i mean because i don't think restaurants ever got back up to 100 percent capacity at least in the city illinois just shut down illinois shutting back down they're closing bars and restaurants early they're only offering um is it they're only offering carry out or is it a capacity on well i know the penthouse is offering carry out i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you hang on that one <laughs> For the, uh, the salad bar at the strip yeah, club? Yeah, this, yeah. Strip club salad bar? Yeah, and um, Pops Nightclub is going to be closed down. That'll probably... Yeah, that, you can smoke in front of what? it. I don't but, know if they'll be... They're usually tr like open almost 24 hours, right? Yeah, but yeah. now they're only open maybe zero hours. So. Yeah, I always wonder about people that don't have that 
geographical knowledge that yeah. here in St. Louis, there's some stuff that's legal on the other side of the river in Illinois that's literally right there that's not legal on this side of the river. So all of our casinos and strip clubs are like a baseball's throw away, but technically in another state. If you got to stretch the night out, you go over to Illinois. It's just the way it is. But then cigarettes and stuff are way cheaper over here. Oh, so yeah. it's like this trade-off of like yeah. this whole underbelly of exchange of goods and services. I don't know if the I don't know if people are still trafficking cigarettes in 2020. No. Uh, I don't know if the demand is there for uh, illicit cigarettes. <laughs> I don't know if they're that much cheaper. For 18-year-olds cuz they raise the age. Oh yeah, they're it's a... 21 in the city, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <clears throat> so now 19-year-olds are coming up to me asking. So to some buy of this cigarettes. is hyper local, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. So maybe the strip club still has its salad bar, uh, buffalo wings to go. I'm not sure. I haven't checked <laughs> in on them, especially since the pandemic started. Um, other crazy news. Oh my god, I have three headlines here that are just like, boom, boom, boom. Absolutely crazy. They're One all from Twitter. What? So they're all from they're Twitter. all from Twitter because that's all that can be on the. That's yeah. the thing too is the news on Twitter is about stuff that people said on Twitter. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what makes me crazy. So the, the president tweeted, Kim Kardashian tweeted, Joe Biden tweeted. Joe I don't know. Does tweeted. Joe Biden tweet? I don't think Joe Biden tweets. Joe Biden tweeted. You know? Yeah. It's it's bad. Did he tweet? He's not a tweeter. He's not. He mm. needs to start that. Yeah. Would I would love if he did like the, the OJ tweets where it's yeah. just like the video. <laughs> yeah of himself um talking because he's not going to put himself because he knows he's more charming on camera than if he's typing right and ma especially if he's making typos um Ap apophis i think is how you say that or apophis the god of chaos asteroid is speeding up increasing the likelihood of it hitting earth in 2068 i just heard that on my way here how Does am i supposed to go on with my life when you i didn't ask for it it was on the radio they said out of nowhere, the God of Chaos asteroid is accelerating towards Earth. So then, of course, I had to look it up I and mention it to you. It's Epiphus, and also uh, with an A at the beginning. Yeah, it's like it's like an it's one of those A E situations where they're in great Epiphus. Yeah, Epiphus. Uh, is this something you're excited about? Or no. Is this well, you know what's crazy? I was thinking about is 2068. I'm 29. Oh my gosh! So that's almost 50 years from now, right? 48 years from now that's not a bad timeline you're heading out man i mean i'm gonna be heading out <laughs> around that time if i make it that long anyway why not be here for it you know what yeah. i mean set up my lawn chair get a cool pack the igloo with ice and sparkling shasta i have to say that's something that i fantasize about frequently i'm i would love a global disaster just so because like academically and in terms we're in of one yeah, yes, I'm kind of, but like I would really love to go full survivor because academically I'm I'm this current system of capitalism I'm completely useless, but if everything shuts down, you know, I think, you know, I've got a decent immune system, you know, I don't get cold. You're like um I I'm much more useful. Like in the instance of survivor, I'm Mel Gibson and in the instance What's that kid's of, name from Zombieland? Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. That's I don't feel his, like that was his approach. He was all about like cardio and staying lean and eating yeah. yogurt. I mean, he but he still kind of took an academic approach. I mean, he was keeping a journal. I'm not much of a journaler. You're not a journaler. You know? Yeah, I think I would probably get my hair would turn darker. I'm assuming. I think um, that's not a good plan for me personally. I don't necessarily want to survive the end because I need a fistful of pills and uh, uh, diet coke and. A, a breathing apparatus to sleep every night. Yeah, I, I have so one not dangerous pills. I mean, I take vitamin D. I take some, you know, preventative measures. Uh, I have a couple prescriptions I'm on. That's not what I'm saying. It's not a fistful of narcotics necessarily, but um, definitely my move is more um, not to have to survive in a in a resourceless hellscape. Maybe that's the product of you not having to survive in a you know hellscape because your, your no, body's overcompensating <laughs> no very yeah. high standard of living um i don't do well outdoors yeah toilet paper is a big one for me i know i go toilet paper wet wipes i'm not we're not gonna have this conversation right yeah. now no i've been a shower the last be... few days yeah <laughs> you know <what> i'm saying <laughs> um but so yeah i mean again all of these lux all this luxury all this luxury down here. I don't know that um, surviving the end would be a good idea, but a, a fast, they're saying the meteor, oh, asteroid, there's a difference. The asteroid is traveling 
in such a path and then being influenced by the gravitational pull of the sun in such a way that it's accelerating its course towards Earth. I think it's impressive that they can predict that 48 years out. But um, that's where we're at with that. Also, you sent me this and I had seen it earlier. and It was so good. I had to put it on my show prep. Women allegedly, I'm sorry. Woman, singular, allegedly posed as prosecutor and dropped charges against herself. If we start a segment called like G of the day, that's today's winner because I thought it was just a joke. It was like something on the onion and just her face and the picture is so sassy. Well, because she was still in character. I think she just (laughs) come out the courtroom. She's a prosecuting attorney. Um, No, I love that. So this woman got charged with. Do we know what she got charged with? Lawsuit filed against the county. Um, So she's fine. Wait. Falsifying a judge's decision to waive a filing fee in a lawsuit she filed against the county and faked an order in a child custody case involving her child and a family member. Oh, so she impersonated a judge? There were, there seems to be three situations happening here. So we've got... That's why she had to crack the code yeah. and impersonate because she had to just do somebody else's job for a whole day. That's a lot of work to do in disguise. That's a lot of work to do sarcastically. Falsify- Ironically. So- <laughs> Accused accused of falsifying a judge's decision to waive a filing fee in a lawsuit. So she pretended to be the judge and was going to waive a fee that the court was going to charge her, her real life as the person. Filed against. So it was something. No, it was something she filed against the county. And there was a fee for it that she yeah. was going to waive. Which she has, which is vague. They're not telling us what that is. And then, but also, and she faked an order in a child child custody case involving her child and a family member. Mm. She faces one charge of false false personation and six counts of falsifying physical evidence. Her criminal past includes drug possession and stalking. No. Yeah. What's who, her name? Who do you think she's stalking? Her I don't name, think she's stalking anybody right now. Her name is Lisa Landon. Lisa? Of Littleton. Lisa Landon of Littleton, Jacob V. Weekly's G of the day, (laughs) impersonating a judge, waiving fees, getting her paper, boo-boo. She plans to avoid jail. Okay, no. Landon's plans to avoid jail went awry. 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 Oh, my God. This is the literacy crisis we're facing in our country, folks. you know. The plans went awry. Awry Shafir. Awry. When a forensic examiner who supposed who's supposed to perform a competency evaluation on her noticed the changes were the, sorry, the charges were dropped. Now I'm going to mess up everything. Cause you made fun of me. No, you're good. You're doing good. So, uh, Lisa, Lisa Landon, of Lisa Littleton. Landon of Littleton, 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 Littleton Bergstein. Mm-hmm. And right. Oh my God. Some local news. That's just tragic. Ed Brown jumped to his death. Um, <sighs> If, I, if you're St. Louis and you don't know who I'm talking about, or if you're not from St. Louis because you won't know who I'm talking about, we have a, one of our local heavily advertised personal injury um, law firms. Yeah. Brown and Brown. Brown and, Brown and Crouppen. They're, um, no, Brown and Brown. Okay. There's two. There's Brown and Crouppen and there's Brown and Brown, but Brown and Brown is who Ed Brown worked for. That was his firm with his brother. Fact checking. I'm, I, I get it already. Yeah, you're right. So... <laughs> so Ed Brown was kind of like their mascot, right? It was his law firm. He liked to be on the camera, but he ha- he happened to have an eye patch, which made him super recognizable. And tragically, Monday afternoon, left from the 11th floor office, landed on a, uh, I think, a third-story roof, uh, of course, uh, DOA uh, on that one. And we were all speculating, like, what... Like, when a local celebrity kind of has a tragic suicide situation, you always wonder what was going on or what they were into. And of course, you know, what jokes can you derive from this? God, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we shared some really insensitive gifts yeah. between one another, um, mm-hmm. talking about this earlier. And then, uh, but then the family came out and, and explained that, um, or maybe the firm came out and said that he had made the, he had expressed that he was sick and dying. And that was why uh, he was motivated to take his own life, which is so tragic, yeah. but just, my goodness, like everybody I talked to that day after it happened and said, dude, did you hear about Ed Brown? I'm like, yeah, he effing jumped off a roof like everybody I talked to. Yeah, it's 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 just 
it, I don't know what to uh, compare it to from because a, it's people not from like other. I remember like <laughs> celebrities dying like yeah. you know I mean go back as far as you want to go where it's like a like a shocking thing just because everybody knows them yeah. and then so but so this is more local but it's so saturated locally like yeah. local TV sports when they get the local ads uh, local billboards he's on the side of buses all over my neighborhood it would be like if tom carvel died in in new jersey i don't know where that i see that's from. a weird thing to say because yeah. i don't know either of those things or tom places. carvel the carvel you don't know carvel ice cream cakes no yeah you can't yeah. why would i know carvel ice cream cakes so okay so apparently in new jersey there's a guy that makes ice cream cakes and tom you're saying carvel. if he died that would be a shocking circumstance you might be familiar with the Patton oswald joke you can't cut those cakes with a fucking like lightsaber. I think it goes. No. Okay. Anyway, sorry. They sound delicious. They are. They I are. had an ice cream cake for Keenan's birthday a couple weeks ago. <laughs> delicious. It's probably Carvel. Carvel. Yeah. They make Carvel. all the ice cream cakes. That's Tom Carvel. But he's one guy. Yeah. He's, and you're saying yeah. that if he died, I would feel the same way that I feel about Ed Brown. No, it's people up in. It's a big thing on on the East Coast. Really? Yeah. They I'm not as I'm not as cultured as I look. Yeah. Oh, my. Next up. We've been all over the place. There is some serious stuff afoot, though. We have, um, uh, on a lighter note, um, I checked out uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond. Is it, now, is it a game? I'm just, no, no, no. It's like a, like a third show. So they have The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. I never really watched Fear the Walking Dead. I'm, I'm caught up on The Walking Dead. But because I feel like I just have to see it through, I don't watch a lot of TV. But so I just heard one of the YouTube guys I watched talking about it and, and seemed to really like it. So I went to check it out. Actually, really good. I just wrote some notes down. Um, the main girl who plays Iris, the uh, 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 young woman of color who's the lead, uh, is totally bae. She can totally get it. Uh, there's like a gay soldier supporting character who is just total daddy vibes and total heartstrings. Uh, really great. Totally entertaining. There's only a handful of episodes. It's supposed to be kind of launching a lot of the backstory that we're going to need for the Rick Grimes movies that they're apparently still doing. And I just want to advocate for if you're totally burnt out on that whole universe, but maybe you liked it at one point, the show's kind of worth a shot. Aliyah Royale is the name of the actress. It's probably Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yes. Yeah. So she's great in it. Um, in the, she looked a little annoying in some of the previews, but the actual show is really well acted and great. And there's enough catchy gotcha moments of plot twist without so much of the the savage like jump out zombie gore as much. There's of course going to be some of the zombie gore signature to the franchise, um, but again, that's something I caught up on in the past week. And if you don't know what to stream next because you've been at home for seven months, um, check it out. Walking Dead World Beyond totally. Not as bad as some stuff you could watch. Um, I feel like great just... conflict, great, uh, lovely perspective on that whole universe. Yeah? I apologize. No, um, you're doing great. I feel like they just keep, you know, re, uh, they keep rebooting the show with, like, a sexier and sexier cast, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, part of that's budget, part of that's... Um, uh, variety. And yeah, there's a lot of... Um, and there's also, they do the thing where they hire attractive up and coming actors that look familiar, but not necessarily exactly yeah. like somebody else. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are like, Hey, aren't you? But they're just kind no. of, they have an amalgam of features that remind you of something familiar, which is nice. I think they were really attempting that with fear of the walking dead, but that one's really hard for me to get into. And a couple of the actors on that show, I don't understand what they're doing. It's like they're phoning it in and I don't know why they're letting them. Cause I really love this new show. And I really love the the main series, even though it's kind of emotionally abusive. And I've just it's like an abusive relationship. I feel stuck to it, but I need it to end. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it beat me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the finale of the most recent season of the mainline Walking Dead show was, I thought, actually really exciting. And we're kind of on a on a good uptick now that we've yeah. announced the conclusion. We know there's only gonna be like did they say two more seasons or one big one? Yeah. Did Rick die? No. See, that's the thing. Oh is shit. A lot of the people that you know from the show, they all think Rick died, but they never found his body. And this, and no whole spoiler alert from like four years ago. But uh, this girl, Janice or Janus, Jadis, 
who she was the, with the landfill people, the people that lived in the landfill. I don't know if you ever made it that far, but she kept having this plot where she was talking on a walkie-talkie to a helicopter. Nobody knew what it was, and then she sees Rick's body and like offers him as a um, like a uh, a like a bargaining chip to the people in the helicopter that we really don't know anything about. At the time, we knew nothing about them at all. Now we know it's this place called the CRM, who's this group from the comics who are very highly organized. And we know that... Um, How does he travel as a celebrity? What brings value to his body? This is so fresh. What do you mean? Like, no. Uh, oh, as a the, token the of, uni- no, 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 of cause, peace? Because that's no. what the CRM does, is they collect specimens for tests. And they call them either an A or a B. And we still don't really know exactly what those mean. And a she B-A. kept telling them she had a B... Um, and then she said, I don't, I have an A, but I really have them this time. She was planning on just ambushing the people in the helicopter because she had no other way out than like all her friends were dead and she just wanted to go back to civilization because that's what the CRM is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, CRM. Civic Republic or mm-hmm. something. Mainness. It's a trifecta of like communities or something. That's the thing. That's what this new show is about is showing us them because ah, that is where the lore of they're, they're teaching us about yeah. the CRM in world beyond because that's where Rick uh, was taken to when he last left the show. The last time we saw Rick, he left the show um, in a helicopter to go to a place that we've never seen really yet. I like, I actually really like that as a marketing tool when you have to, wa- if you want to fill in the cracks, you have to watch some of the shows. Oh yeah. It's That's like, cool. but if you really want to know <laughs> yeah. buy the super secret yeah. Bundaroo, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. The, yeah, the box set. It'd be like if this, if this, uh, weekly broadcast was just advertising if you really want the good stuff yeah if you <laughs> want to hear the you rest of it come to my only fans or yeah. patreon or whatever we would do it depends on what the good stuff was yeah right. the good stuff it depends on the best market maybe it's cameo um you let me know what you want the thing that i'm a, this before we move on the the one thing that really the reason i couldn't get stay on those shows was you know it's the same problem i have with american horror story is they they run out of tropes because they they clearly just just handpick horror movie moments and just throw them into the show. So he wakes up in the in the hospital, you know, just like twenty eight days later or whatever the mm-hmm. and and you know at this point it feels like all he can do is wake up in another hospital, just like a checkpoint in a video game. Just like and I think that's <laughs> part of the thing too is they're trying to pass time, so it's not picking up exactly from when that left because because the mainline show has jumped several years ahead. Of uh, when Rick left the show. Right. So, um, so again, I don't even know if anyone that any of the uh, very kind people who have listened to this show so far, if they're, if they've ever watched any of that, if they're interested, but I wrote it down. Cause I'm like, you know what? We should tell the people on the show. Cause I would tell my friends to watch it. Yeah. If I ever got to see them again, which isn't happening right now, you're in my quarantine bubble, by the way. So you better behave yourself. Working on it. Working on it. I think this is a, I think you should talk about the consumer pay. Oh, my consumer panic. We kind of mentioned that before. Just that um, there's a um, my personal feeling with like the election coming up and the markets are way down and with, you know, COVID-19 and all the conflicting information everyone's always arguing about. I know my personal instinct is to liquidate, um, you know, all of my my like retirement or whatever and like pay off debt and like reduce my, my, you know, cost of living um, because of just, you know, the uncertainty, you know what I mean? And um, and just the uncertainty of what the, the world's going to look like with, you know, if schools have to lock down again, if other types of businesses have to shut down again or permanently. Um, again, I'm thinking the whole thing is temporary, but like we're talking about, you know, a lot of it is it's like that. And so I took some notes on, on some of this stuff. I, I see what you're referring to here that. Um, uh, I don't think people are, are acknowledging enough to each other that those feelings exist, that a lot of us have that anxiety. Um, there are people that are also having anxiety about real life things that are not directly related to COVID-19, but they're going to be more complicated. If you're sick and dying in a hospital right now, your family just can't come see you, no matter what you're sick and dying of. You know what I mean? Because of the tight restrictions we have to have on our hospitals and whatnot. So, um and there's just, I noticed that, yeah, go ahead. I think the reason I wanted to bring that up was because there was a point that I wanted to make. I saw a CNN article I'm looking for right now that was really frustrating to me. It was, you know, top 10 things on your COVID panic list. Like, uh, it was something like that, or I think it was something like, 
shops are gearing up for the next wave of COVID panic. And yeah. that's, that's very frustrating to me because yeah. not only is this exploiting a, a, a marketing tool clearly, but like, it's, it's really frustrating. Dude, to me that's because crazy. It's CNN, you know, the, the God's gift of morality in the yeah. news is, is telling people that is making up. I mean, sure. Maybe in one part of the country, there's still maybe some COVID grocery panic, but, they're they're telling people that this is going to happen again. We should we need to all it's go like out. It's like they're and, creating it. It's like they want it. it to happen. Yeah, and that is so frustrating to me. Yeah, as and a they news did outlet. that too when um, and again I'm not a Trump guy, but they did that when in the media when um when he was sick, being like oh he's you know this could be the worst day if you look at this model from this data or whatever for his illness or whatever. And I'm like listen let's just go with what we hear because let's not speculate. That's the one thing I want to tell everybody right now is do not speculate. It's not healthy. And bro, I wrote this down right there when it says too many cheat codes, brah. That's okay. So what ruins a game is when someone is exploiting a feature, right? So let's say I'm playing Call of Duty. If I notice that this one gun is totally OP and broken, I'm going to use it all the time because I know it's going to do an unfair amount of damage because the game has that flaw, right? People are doing that all the time right now everything right now is refinance your house because rates are at crisis levels you know what i mean and mortgages are in yeah the do they use those buzzwords you know what yeah. i mean and and they everything is um on the news is very much the news is totally hacked and broken they know that they're going to get more ratings with sensational uh biased controversial stories than they are with more valuable updates and so they're exploiting that. They're exploiting that for their version of XP, which is ratings, right? And it's the same way with people do that with money all the time. People do that with um, uh, certain types of uh, investments or even with, you know, um, more actually criminal things in the background that people yeah. do to exploit um things like that. When you see a certain type of business explode all of a sudden, that's because someone's trying to... Um, exploit yeah. Yeah. a cheat code situation that they've identified in their business model or their opportunity. Right. It'd be like, if all of a sudden I have a friend who one year, um, he said he went to, he moved to Florida for a summer to feed tree monkeys for 10 weeks, which there okay. was some breed of monkey that were kept in some sort of a conservation establishment. Mm -hmm. And he found out that if he worked there for that summer, he was going to get all this money back on his taxes. And he got like 10 grand back on his taxes the next year. Really? Because he went and fed tree monkeys for 10 <laughs> weeks I'm saying people love that stuff yeah. and it's it, it, people are addicted to it. People are addicted to listen, you don't have to eat less pizza and work out every day if you just take this pill or if you just do this surgery or if you just you know what I mean? And I'm not anti uh creative ways to address those types of issues you may have, but it's like guys, we can't live our lives chasing the cheat codes all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and that's exactly right. And and I just also just really dislike because in the in the same commercials they're acting they they're talking about how much they hate it they're like these trying horrible times we're gonna bond That's, together oh my God. as a the, community. The YouTube ads Chevrolet. for political candidates either locally or regionally or nationally are so crazy. Yeah, it's like so they're one they're it's like they're marketed to your children. They use terrifying images with bright red filters over the 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 you know opposition whoever they're talking about and i could totally hate the people they're talking about it's not about that but it's like i could totally dislike that person because of their demeanor and their policies i don't need you to make them literally look like the devil on youtube like i'm a child like it's seriously it's like anti-semitic propaganda from 100 years ago with the exaggerated insensitive cartoons it's like guys what are we doing you know what i mean it's so childlike and this can bring us to one of our things that i wanted to talk about is um Kanye West and his presidential run has been in my uh, my algorithms, as, as the kids say, lately with um, highlights from recent interviews and whatnot and just how not crazy he seems compared to um, some of the other options really? on, on the ticket. Dude, it's really crazy. Some of the things he talks about that are so important and so real that so few other people in politics um, – talk about that way you know what i mean but obviously like you were saying uh, off mic earlier is that he's so obviously mentally um uh ill in some way whether it's well treated or not that i'm not i'm not a doctor yeah. but 
um, he speaks in a way that's so like like we were talking about, like somebody like an Alex Jones or somebody who's so manic, and they'll bring in tangential information from all over, over the place. And they kind of talk about that in some of his stuff. He did a long form interview on a podcast recently that they kind of talked about how his brain works. And but it's I mean it's really confusing because he'll jump from his presidential run to fashion to his arguments with the media, and it's very much. Um, uh, alarming in the ways that that our president currently can be alarming, right? With his engagement with the media and slander and arguing with people on Twitter, but it's another. So now we have two candidates that are kind of like that, mm-hmm. um, because apparently you can write in um, Kanye West in all fifty states is the last thing I heard. Yeah, and uh, he's doing everything in service of God and in a in a way that he's attempting to be really selfless, but mm-hmm. it's like he's obsessed with his faith in a way that's almost like, well, that's kind of just a, the new thing you're using to, There's something to build your, to build your ego around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he comes, the unfortunate thing is that, I mean, and I don't, I don't, I, I have, you know, mental, uh, you know, I have mental disabilities. I don't, I don't know about Jake, but it, we all you know. know. Yeah. And, um, I think it's unfortunate because there, you know, there is a stigma, unfortunately, in politics when it comes to mental That's the thing. health. But in art, it's almost like, it's almost like, not. It's not it's almost like you need it. It's not, yeah, you need it. It's but almost it's, like you need it. It's almost like when you look at some of our most celebrated figures. Kurt Cobain is a great obvious example. They're destroyed. They're totally wrecked. I'm older now than Kurt Cobain ever was, and everyone always acts like, oh, he should have liked his career more. He should have been more appreciative of his career. Or, you know, people get mad when they find out he didn't like playing Smells Like Teen Spirit live. I'm like, guys, he was a kid. He was 27, I think, when he... If you really think about it. When he died. He was a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was 27, I had a very serious alcohol problem. I was keeping my life together. I was making moves, but it was, like, not easy. And so this guy had maybe tens of millions of dollars and in the 90s, which was, like, much more money now, and he was a child, and he had a drug problem and a very under address mental health problem and he would be a lot like Kanye now so I mean and that's just one example so but it's funny how you mentioned that because that's part of the problem with Biden right now is people are concerned about his I don't even know if you can say senility or or if he's experiencing any level of dementia or any diminished capacity with his cognitive function at all people worry about that and with Donald Trump, we also worry about how his age and like we talked about last week, maybe childhood led exposure. I'm not going to let it go. And um, things of that nature uh, maybe affect his persona. We have a much younger guy here in one of these third party candidates being this independent in Kanye West. But he's expressing the the manic kind of um, outward kind of confrontational issues that Donald Trump has with some of the questionable um, mental health uh concerns like biden is experiencing also so that's very interesting i also don't know anything about joe jorgensen not gonna hold my breath on that one um libertarianism (laughs) is weird culturally i mean it's weird not to believe that stuff but it's weird in its role in our culture it's a nihilist dream kind of (laughs) it's um it's just so many people i know that really want a viable third party option and really lean on libertarianism because there's a lot of great things that they advertise. They advertise this small government pro freedom. You don't have to pay that much in taxes. You can have your guns and your weed and your gay marriage and whatever, all that stuff. But they're not looking at, they're looking at it out of context, right? I think it's, that's a great example of when we talk about privilege in a way that's negative is that, Oh, you have the privilege of some would say throwing your vote away. Because I, I'm not going to say that you're throwing your vote away if you choose to vote. Do you're going that. off the rails here, Jake. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to start fights with, you know, all my cousins on Facebook right now, but or whatever. But um, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Yeah, I can't wait for the Zoom Thanksgiving call. We can talk about libertarianism. Um, but that's part of the thing is uh, that, that we don't talk about how that's kind of opting out of the system you don't have to commit to the complicated issues on either side of the aisle if you go for this other option that you know at best is going to get 10 percent of the vote and you know is really exclusionary to some of the real concerns the real concerns like we talked about last week or maybe a couple weeks ago i identified myself as a progressive liberal 
um, but I'm not invested in the system. And what I meant by that was um, really the enemy here that a lot of us uh, younger generation are identifying is this political establishment that's been in place for so long. It's bipartisan. It's uh, people that want to maintain the status quo because really they've been fed and amplified by the corporate lobbyists and they just want to keep that system in place because yeah. they, they, they get their perfect health insurance and their, you know, modest salary for doing their role. And then if they do that for two terms, most of them get that for the rest of their life. And then they get all this lobbyist money and they can write a book and it's great. Right. And I love that. I would love if that was my career path. That sounds like a sweet gig, but the, what I meant by that last week was that I couldn't go to either side of the aisle with full confidence because in the two party thing, I'm supposed to, it's too big of a group. Yeah. It's too big of a group. If I care about even a dozen issues that I feel like one candidate is going to be better for, that candidate's also going to represent um, either aspect of this political establishment that is really anti common people. It's not, it does not have our best interest in mind. It wants people like us to be stuck in this kind of wage slave dynamic, cranking out tax revenue so they can have this inflated administrative um, economy where it's not even necessarily about the decisions they make. It's just about the, the parameters they're trying to keep in place so they can have the power that they're used to. Yeah. They don't want to reinvent the wheel. They, why? Why would they? They have the best of everything. You know what I mean? They have an apartment in D.C. where they can go and be away from their family. They have a nice house back in their state that they can go and they can be a respected member of their community. Yeah. And then they get, you know, um, a totally decent pension and premium health benefits. And then whatever secret kind of third dimensional money they get on the side from uh special interest groups you know what i mean and so i totally understand why that exists but it's because i think that that's a cheat code right like we were talking about that's one of those things that they figure out oh i can go here i can be a public servant get that out of my system and then i stick around long enough i figure out how things work and if i start to benefit from that in any kind of a way i can exploit that to the fullest extent there's forms of legal um market speculation and things that they that you know you hear about all the time that are controversial um, but people that have uh, previewed knowledge of legislative or, or legislative or judicial decisions ahead of time and will adjust their investments accordingly um, in a way that's totally sneaky, but typically pretty legal, depending on how they do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, you're doing I needed to take a breath. Yeah. So, I mean, um, that's well, the problem that I think most people are experiencing right now is no matter what your your core system of issues is that really motivates you to go out and vote, if that's something that you choose to do, mm -hmm. um, there's no one candidate that's going to meet 100% of those needs, no matter how short your list is. You know what I mean? Because the offices are just arbitrary, and like we said, monarchical and uh outdated in a way that um i just hope that people don't let the face of biden or trump or kanye or joe jorgensen whoever it is gary johnson what is aleppo uh any of those people i hope they don't let it kind of dictate relationships or are things in their real life because what they really should be fighting with their racist uncles about is the racism and not the figures that they think maybe or maybe doesn't um, yeah. represent racism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw a guy yesterday, a friend of mine who's an activist and a musician and a really powerful dude. Uh, he posted something on, uh, I think it was Facebook, you know, the place where we all go to argue um, about, you know, how as far as he's concerned, Trump would be a better candidate than Biden because of um, his perspective on uh, past legislative legislative issues that you know biden has been on the wrong side of history on there's crime bills uh that kamala and joe have both been you know um players in that have been disproportionately negative towards people of color people in poverty and um on the other hand you have trump who doesn't have 47 years of a voting record that to to be responsible for and he you know he does his little prison reform with Kim Kardashian and whatnot. He didn't. But, Trump never voted, is that what you said? 
No, I'm saying he doesn't have 47 years in Congress of oh, a yeah. voting record yeah. of whereas we have all we have 47 years of Joe Biden has things to answer for. We don't have that for Trump. So I get people being attracted to look, this guy's actually done less harm to certain communities because he didn't in, like in place and then. Uh, I'm enforce. sure there's a word or an analogy for that that's used. Probably a saying. It's just like complete laziness, and people are just like, "Yeah, you know, oh like, yeah, he's so he has not no involved. history. He's so he has no political experience before his presidency, so yeah. he is less of a problem. He's right? more is what, qualified. It's really kind of what that argument boiled down to yeah. because he's right. I mean, I think Kamala is a lovely, um, uh, articulate, bright. Uh, woman of color and she's the kind of people that I'd love to see in leadership for a lot of reasons except for you know she's a cop you know she put yeah. people in prison for bags of weed like whether or not you smoke weed or like weed or think it should be legal I don't know that clinking the bars behind somebody who has a family because of a bag of weed is actually like the way I want to move the country in. So she has to answer for that. Maybe yeah. apologize, maybe correct some of those wrongs. You know what I mean? But that doesn't rule her out necessarily in my book either, but it is a huge problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so um, I just don't want people to like, I want people to set themselves up for success and don't set your life up in a way where you are obsessing over a person that you're never going to meet who doesn't care about you and who actually doesn't represent even all of the ideologies of their political party or yours. Even if you vote for a guy and you agree with him on a bunch of stuff, Trump doesn't actually care, for example, about all the things that he represents. You know what I mean? And we've seen that with his controversies with the military and with, you know, all sorts of service people that, I mean, he just doesn't necessarily understand the kind of selflessness that most public servants at least claim to be involved in. And um, so he's going to have that disconnect from those people. You know, he doesn't have like the cultural backing of the military establishment, like a former presidents of the Republican party did because um, he's, that's not his background. You know, his background is very urban East coast um, flashy. It's all casino money and, you know, miss America. He's not, um, he doesn't represent everything that the people that vote for him care about, N and nor would Biden to the people that vote for him. He doesn't represent everything that those people care about either, and that's what makes it so hard is because you really have to try to fight the battles in a way that you're going to see tangible gains for yourself and your family and your life on an everyday basis. You know what I mean? Which like, is such a minimal part of their whole policy. It has nothing to do with them, oh. you know what I mean? And especially if we all had a, our way and, you know, we were represented locally or regionally by people that we felt like um, had our best interests in heart that we wouldn't need to care so much about the president. But it's almost like we removed ourselves from the boring parts of our government um, to talk about the celebrity parts. I mean, you know, it's uh, I think David Foster Wallace said it, not to go 100 percent white guy, but he was I don't like know who that is good. He famous writer. He does infinite jest. Mm -hmm. um, he said, I, I I'm. I'm not quoting this, but this is in summary from what I remember. He said, it was an interview. He, he said, if you're really doing the right thing, if you're really actually doing, it's not very sexy and it's no. not very cool. It's slow. It's, it's slow. not flashy at all. But um, I mean, the 21st century, at least we're all about that. I think it's probably yeah. been growing since politics have been kind of sensationalized since we started televising them. Yeah, but but charisma and sexiness drive. That's what we care about, and now. that is so it's so frustrating. But I was gonna say that um, I think I think what you're saying is you know most level-headed people are having this conversation you're having right now, and I think or I hope they are. But that's part of why we started this show is because right. people are not having conversations in real scenarios in real life the way we did pre-COVID. Yeah, I used to just talk about this at the heavy anchor. Yeah. <laughs> with the same three people every every time I went there and we would vape and, you know, eat a frozen pizza. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't get to see those people. And so I have all this curiosity built up in my spirit that, I mean, I just, I worry about people just laying in bed, reading the headlines, getting all their news from Twitter and then thinking that's the world. But then also there's people that think all the problems are really only on Twitter and that's a problem too. Well, the level-headedness, like this kind of level-headedness is so <laughs> absent in the media. I don't know that I like that term. 
level-headedness. Ugh. Okay, well... Th- this... I appreciate it, though. I pre- it's, you mean it positively. I mean, it's so... Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean... I get, you're I doing can, great. I can see you're you're doing great. Um, what I mean is is less... Less, uh, you know, one-sided opinion. Um, it's so absent in the media that it feels like... That it feels like no one is saying... Like, it feels like no one is... Because it's and, not sexy. Yeah, and people are like thinking that, okay, the media is saying it. Those are the smart people. I need to appropriate that because I'm smart. But, I mean, that's such a far-fetched, you know, and that's that's really judging the character of a lot of people, you know, but it's... I'm I'm just... I feel oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's assuming a level of maturity that most people don't have. Yeah. Well, and I, I just think at least hear people out i mean i don't want to be the white guy talking about here hear them out you know no, but, but i think that's really important because because that's the thing too is that i want people to make sure that they're making decisions and expressing themselves from a place of genuine concern and genuine concern is not aggressive or uh, ugly genuine concern is um heartfelt and deliberate and honest and so if you're worried about a specific issue right be honest about why you're worried about that issue and don't you know i think we start with name calling a lot it's really easy to call somebody like me a snowflake or a libtard it's not um just the name liberal is becoming so i watched this one ad this it was i don't know who the that's the thing was. it's like the language you can't even identify with any of the language like i seriously got called out on the facebook page very politely by a guy who listened who actually listened to the show and wanted to know um what i meant by a specific comment but i was like you, you know what you're right I don't like calling myself a progressive liberal, even though that's kind of where a lot of my ideologies are because it's been taken over. It's like when it's like what um, Josh Homme said about stoner rock. He said, I just was making music and then it became a genre that he didn't that he doesn't necessarily identify with. You were saying, I'm sorry. Well, it's it's prog lib is actually you're going to sound like a noob unless you. Call yeah, it's prog, prog lib. lib. I'm a prog lib. Bro. Yeah, be, yeah, it's prog lib. Um I actually wasn't going to say anything, but, but I, I agree. It's, you know, these, once you get a label put on you, you know, it, you, you have to be held accountable for everybody in that, everybody in that. That's the thing. Party. And it just doesn't make sense because nobody lives in that big of a group. I mean, um, even the state of Missouri is so greatly diverse from different towns and their size and their, their, their regional economy and exactly how, they support themselves. I mean, those are vastly different for different types of um, people in different areas as they should be. I mean, and it doesn't make sense to have one person that's supposed to represent 300 something million of people um, who all live vastly, even in one state, even everyone acts like California is just one way. 40 million people live there. Some of them live on farms. Some of them live in mountainous areas some of them live yes on the beach some of them live right across the border from mexico and some live in dense forest areas way up northwards much it's all vastly different those cultures are all going to be different and just because it's one big chunk of land with a border around it doesn't mean that even those people are going to agree to stuff on that level and that's you know just a 10 percent of the population or whatever eight percent yeah and they're not really voting and and that's are. the other thing. That's the other thing I I, I, I I wanted to mention is that I keep seeing my again in Twitter, in Instagram, everywhere, uh, all my favorite celebrities want me to vote, and they want to tell me to go vote, and some of them want me to vote so that they can be naked on YouTube or something, right. and I just don't get it. One, I don't think that's honest. I don't think we want everybody to vote. Really, um, I don't. On that. I think if you really don't want to vote, if it's not important to you. Don't make yourself vote because maybe um, there's other because I obviously disagree. I'm not going to live my life that way. I like to vote. But if you don't want to vote, maybe I don't trust you to take that opinion seriously. And so maybe I don't want you to exercise that. It's like it's like telling somebody who's actively homeless to participate in capitalism, which is the only. Yeah. Why don't you just go get a job or something? It's like the world is not going to be solved because we make people that don't want to vote vote. Right. Uh, however, I do think some of my ideologies would thrive if more people voted. I do think people that agree with me on a lot of issues specifically that we haven't necessarily even talked about, those people sometimes neglect voting. Uh, I think the world would be a more representative place if everybody voted. But if you really don't care to vote, COVID or not, I'm not going to beg you to vote. I'm not going to take my shirt off and beg you to go vote. 
because that's not what I want. Guys, that's been a crazy episode of Jacob V Weekly. Make sure you check us out on Spotify. Make sure you check us out on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Absolutely. We are on Google Podcasts. You can find original music by Jacob V wherever you buy. Wait, are you getting stream music? And no, I'm not getting checks yet. Um, make sure that you uh, you subscribe on YouTube. We will be live streaming on Twitch and on Facebook in the near future. Uh, be certain that you are um, joining us there. And thank you again.